I want to talk to you tonight about this. What, the title of my message is simply this. What do you want me to do for you? Not me personally. This is a, a question that Jesus asked. Not what can I do for you, honey. That's, that you put it on the list and I'll try and get it sorted, all right? Got a great app for that. But what can Jesus do for you? What can he do for you? The, the text that I want to read out of is Mark chapter 10, verse 46. And it says this, if you read along with me, it'll come up on the screen behind me. Then they reached Jericho, and as Jesus and his disciples left town, a large crowd followed him. A blind beggar named Bartimaeus was sitting beside the road. If you were blind, you couldn't get fed. There was no social welfare. There was no backup system. You were basically a beggar. That's how in that day and age you survived. And so he was a a beggar on the side of the road in another part of the gospel. He had someone else with him, but this particular one, Mark just tells Bartimaeus' story. When Bartimaeus heard that Jesus of Nazareth was nearby, because he'd heard about the kind of miracles that Jesus had done, he began to shout, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. People around him, many people said, be quiet. Many of the people yelled at him. They're like, calm down, bro. You're making too much of a noise here. This is, this is like Jesus. He's the, he, there's crowds everywhere. And he's, you know, sometimes people try and tell you, just lower your faith a little bit. Don't, don't expect God to, be, to, to look after your needs. Don't, don't expect God to come through you. And people can yell at you. Good meaning people. Christians who, who can sometimes think that Christianity is just only really about God uh, helping you get through a crappy life. Too many people believe that's what Christianity is all about. That you're just going to soldier on with Jesus. Not codrill anymore, but with Jesus. Just soldier on and, and you'll go through terrible difficulties and Jesus will, he will, he will give you a bit of strength to get through until you get to heaven. That's, I want to tell you tonight, that's watered down Christianity. I don't believe in watered down Christianity. I believe in the full measure. In fact, the, one of the predominant themes that runs through the gospels when Jesus taught his disciples was, guys, lift your faith. Guys, lift your faith. Guys, you've got too little faith. Guys, lift your faith. He's, he's talking to Christians. He's talking to his disciples. I want you to be those people who, like me, are believing for the impossible. So when people tell you, shut up and stop asking God to do something incredible for you, forget about them. Be quiet, they yell. Well, Jesus heard him, and he stopped and said, tell him to come here. So they called the blind man. Cheer up, they said. It's your lucky day. You've you've struck gold here, buddy. But it's your day. Come on, he's calling you. So Bartimaeus threw aside his coat, jumped up and came to Jesus. Well, his coat was his beggar's coat. It was like uh, that was his legal right to beg was because he had a beggar's coat. So throwing his coat aside was a little moment of a step of faith. He was like, all right, I, I'm cried out to Jesus. I'm still blind, but I'm, I'm believing at the end of this encounter that I'm not going to need to beg anymore, so I'm throwing my coat off. That's a, and sometimes you've just got to take a little step of faith and just, you know, believe God. It's just a sign of faith. Anyway, so Bartimaeus threw aside his coat, jumped up, came to Jesus, and this is Jesus said, what do you want me to do for you. 
What do you want me to do for you? Well, you'd think it was pretty flipping obvious, wouldn't you? You're blind. You're like, Jesus, where are you? Thrown aside his coat. And Jesus, he said, what do you want me to do for you? I find that quite fascinating. I reckon if Jesus came to you tonight and asked you that question, what do you want me to do for you? It'd be worth thinking about. What do you want me to do? What, what's, what's at the deepest thing in your heart that you'd like me to do? And too often, we might be a little accustomed to say, well, whatever your will is, Lord. Bartimaeus is like, well, I guess just do your will for me. That's not what Jesus is looking for. He's looking for, no, I want, I want what's in you to be verbalized out loud. I want you to articulate a desire in your heart. It doesn't need to be super, uh, it doesn't need to be super sexy. It doesn't need to be super amazing. It doesn't need to be super flowery. It doesn't need to be incredibly articulate. I just want to know what you want Jesus to do for you. What would you like him to do for you? Help the Broncos would be awesome. I'm feeling last that there probably should be something a little deeper than that. Just, just if there was one thing. Don't trade in your chips on the Broncos. I love it. I love, there's actually a scripture I read recently because I often used to pray for my football team. And, and no, this, this helped me. And I think it's, uh, the Lord came and visited Joshua. This is not a joke. This is a scripture. And he said, it's okay. And he said, uh, and Joshua said, whose side are you on? Ours or theirs? It's like, are you you on the side of the Broncos or South Sydney? Whose side are you on? And he said, neither. Get on my side. I'm like, okay. I think that probably might help those people praying for your football team. He doesn't care too much. I know. That comes from a football tragic. I know. Jesus asked, my rabbi, the blind man, said, I'm sorry, my rabbi, teacher, that's what Jesus was called, teacher, I want to see. I want to see. He spelled it out real clear. He he articulated the desire that was in his heart. What, What would you say if Jesus walked up to you tonight and said, what do you want me to do for you? What would you say? Might pull out the shopping list. Like, what if there was, what if you said, what's the one thing? What's the one thing? And you're like, oh, it's, it's a bit hard to see that it could happen. It's like that thing. Like, it's a bit hard to imagine that this is. Even possible, it seems impossible. He goes, that's the thing. If it's, if it's in here, I want to see. Jesus said to him, go for your faith has healed you. Instantly. Oh, my favorite word in the Bible. Immediately is my other favorite word in the Bible. 
the man could see and he followed Jesus down the road. What a party. Come on. It happened over and over and time and time again. And, and while, uh, while we should never lose the power of what Jesus did in that moment and water it down to a few principles about God and prayer and how it works, never lose sight of the fact that Jesus is the God of the impossible and whatever. So let's, let's just dig a little bit deeper into the Word of God then. We're not going to water it down. And you're going to ask God to do something. And at the end of this service, if you've got one thing that's the, uh, you might have a number, but I'm going to ask you to lock in on one thing to ask God tonight. We're going to ask God. We're going to, we're going to get some forward momentum. We're going to get off our, our defeated seat of, well, whatever is your will, let it be done. And we're going to ask God. So when we ask, how do we ask? Well, the first thing is got to understand the nature of God. Uh, Matthew 7, verse 9 to 11. Your parents, you parents, if your children ask you for a loaf of bread, do you give them a stone instead? No. If they ask for a fish, do you give them a snake? I would hope not. And if you're doing that, do a parenting course. Of course not. So if you sinful people know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your heavenly Father give good gifts to those who ask Him? The starting place of knowing how to ask God for something is the fact that He's good, that He loves you, that He's for you, that He's delighted in you, that you're His child. He wants you. This was radical. Before Jesus, no one ever called God in heaven Father. He was distant judge. He was, he was El Shaddai. He, he was distant. He was amazing. He was a creator, but not personal like Father. And Jesus said, you can ask my heavenly Father to give you good gifts because He's good. Uh, this, you know, I've got three kids and you know them and they don't come asking me uh, when they want stuff. They don't just sort of go, oh, if it be your will, would you give me a great experience for my 18th birthday, but only if it's okay. Don't break the bank or anything. That's not how they ask. Hypothetically. Gemma turned 18 on Friday. She's now an adult. Awesome. So the nature of God is He wants to bless you as His daughter or as His son. That's His nature. Then you ask, how do you ask? In the name of Jesus. John 16, verse 23, verse 24. Jesus is about to leave the disciples behind. He says, at, the, at that time, you don't need to ask me for anything. I tell you the truth. You will now ask the Father directly. And He will grant your request because you use my name. You haven't done this before. But now I'm telling you, ask using my name and you will receive and you will have abundant joy. They've spent three years with Jesus. And Jesus has done all the asking for them. Jesus has done all the providing. He's turned water into wine. He's multiplied bread and loaves. Jesus has done miracle after miracle. They haven't had, they haven't had to ask God because Jesus did it all. So he said, I'm going to go and now I won't be here for you to ask. So I want you to ask my father. And he'll answer you because you love me. And because you're tight with me. Because you're, you believe in me. And so from now on, you can ask in my name, John 14, verse 14, he says, Yes, ask me for anything in my name and I will do it. Okay, in my name. Does that mean the name of Jesus becomes the magic? All prayers are answered, little flash of the name. It's like Jesus. 
Now, in my name has a number of different connotations. It means uh, in my nature. So you've got to ask yourself the question before you, before you ask God for that one thing, you've got to ask yourself the question, is this in the nature of God? Knowing that He's good, is this in the nature of Jesus? There are times, and my children will ask, will just sort of say things like, oh, Pastor John wants this. Uh, one of my childs has, childs, one of my children has tried to play the Pastor John card using my name, but then they've, at, at, at points, I'm not pointing to anyone, uh, but at points, someone's like, I'm pretty sure that's not what Pastor John would want. I feel like it's taking my name in vain. Why? Because that's, that's not in the alignment of, the na- of his nature. And that's when Jesus says, now if you ask for anything that aligns to my nature, I'll do it. So you can't say, God, the guy who cut me off in the traffic, bam, take him out with lightning. That would not be in the nature of Jesus, just, just to be clear. So you've got you to be asking in his nature, the name of Jesus. Some of his disciples tried to do that. They tried to call down lightning from heaven on the Samaritans because they weren't believing in Jesus. And Jesus said, guys, that's not the way we do things. That's not my nature. When you ask, you need to be specific. You've got to be specific. Mark 11, verse 24. Therefore I say unto you, whatsoever things you desire, ye desire, this is the King James Version, when ye pray, come on ye all, I don't quote the King James Version very often, but some of you right now, someone's like, this is the best moment in church all week. He's quoting the good old King James Version. All right. Whatever things soever you desire when you pray, believe that you receive them and you'll have them. This is Jesus. If you desire it and you pray for it with faith in your heart, believing, you'll have it. It's like quite clear. It's quite specific. It's not like with a whole lot of, you know, when you have those ads that come on TV and, and at the end of it they go, written blah, 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 and they go, this condition and that condition and this condition and that condition, blah, 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 blah. They do it like, say, about 100 words in about 15 seconds. It's like, ask whatever you want in my name and it'll be done, except for this, except for that, except for this, except for that. It's not that. It's just very clear. If you desire, I find that the courage is expressing what's the desire and putting myself out there because if it doesn't happen in my timing or the way I'd like it to happen or immediately, particularly my timing, then I'm setting myself up for disappointment. So therefore, so often what happens is what we do is we water down our our faith. We play it safe. And we go, I'm not sure if God could do that, and therefore if I passionately express the desire and ask, if I verbalize it, then I'm setting myself up for potential disappointment. So it's a lot more safe to say, just do what you want to do, God. Just, if it be thy will, Lord, staying in the King James, If you, if you would like him healed, would Taoist heal him? 
and it sounds spiritual, but it's actually unbelief masquerading as spirituality. Faith says, Jesus, I want to see. I want to see. Jesus, I want my family to get born again. Jesus, I, I want a house because I'm sick of renting for 45 years. Jesus, I want a, a marriage partner. Jesus, I want my marriage restored. Jesus, I want my teenager to, to get on fire for you. Jesus, I want my class to get saved. Jesus, I want this to happen. What? You're like, oh, you're going to step over a line and ask. So we, we be specific. This is it. I love it. Four words, I think he said. I want to see. What do you want Jesus to do for you? What do you want him to do for you? I can feel, I can feel some people, it's like it's the bubble up of, oh, can I ask that? You're like, oh, but I'm not sure. What happens, pastor, if I get disappointed? Well, you're never going to know. You're never going to know. Be bold. Hebrews 4.16. So let us come boldly to the throne of our gracious God. There we will receive His mercy. And we will find grace to help us when we need it most. Come boldly to the throne of God. Come to God and just say, God, this, I, I, you know, you come with thankfulness. You're in church. We've been worshiping. We're loving Jesus. We're honoring Him. But you can come boldly and say, thank you for everything you've done for me, God. And this is what I'm asking Jesus. I'm getting your attention like blind Bartimaeus. Jesus, yo, over here. Over here. What do you want me to do for you? Be, be bold about it. Be passionate. I love James chapter 5, verse 16. It says, confess your trespasses to one another, pray for one another that you may be healed. The effective, fervent prayer of a righteous man avails much. This means I've got to get emotionally committed to the prayer. Emotionally committed to my ask. Not just, oh, okay. Not, not, like you've just got to step into the danger zone. That's where God is. That's, that's what faith is. Faith is called risk. That's the danger zone. God lives in the danger zone. And if He doesn't do it immediately, it's okay. You just, I'm now committed. I'm not going to retreat. I'm committed. Be passionate. He loves, the, there's something about fervency. Be persistent. Matthew 7, verse 7, Jesus said, Keep on asking and you'll receive what you ask for. Keep on seeking, and you will find. Keep on knocking, and the door will be opened to you. So what we're talking about is not a one-off, I asked. It's a commitment to asking. And I wonder sometimes if we don't have too big a list that we don't just get focused and specific about one or two key things. I wonder if sometimes we're like, we're, we're roting our way through our prayers. When I say wrote, it's just like, oh, yep, 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 yep. It's all, I've memorized it. Yep, bless Bruce and bless Heather and bless Mary. And yes, God, help my business. And yes, God, it's like, it's like your grace prayers. You know, Lord, bless this food to our bodies. Amen. Let's eat. I wonder if sometimes we just, just do that through our prayers. And God's like, would you engage passionately? Would you get into the danger zone? Would you, would you ask me? 
and keep on asking until you get the answer. The answer might be a, come in the form of a promise or a vision. The answer might come in God says no. That's his prerogative. But he'll be clear. The answer might come with an immediate yes or a yes in week's time. But would you ask? I want us to stand to our feet right now. Ask. Ask. There have been numerous times where I've just simply asked. One time I remember asking God, saying, Lord, we love this house we're living in, but it's right on a main road and it's kind of too small and we'd like a quiet area. And I just prayed one of those prayers. I, I was specific with God. I wrote down a list. Lord, we love a house that's got this, 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 and this. The very next day, I, I read my Bible and the, the verse jumped out at me and said, I will lead you to your desired haven. It became the promise that we then held on to. It's like uh, sometimes you ask God for quite a while and then you get, you get the answer in the form of a promise or, or you see something happen. But sometimes you, you get it straight away. Sometimes it just happens. So I want you to close your eyes and think right now. What can Jesus do for you? What can He do? What can He do for you? And if you've got something I want in a moment as an act of faith, we're going to open up the altar. And in a moment as an act of faith, when I say I'm going to ask you to come down the front. And, and the coming down the front, you say, why do we come down the front? What's that all about? Well, it's like you make your choice to go, all right, I'm going to commit to praying for this. I'm stepping into the danger zone. Uh, it might be something that you've given up on, but it's time to sort of go, well, I'm not going to give on because all things are possible with God. You, you won't know if you don't ask, if you don't put yourself out there in the, in the zone of the miraculous tonight. So in a moment, I'm going to ask you just to come and stand on the altar and, and, with your, with your, and it might be four simple words. I want to see. Not a long list. I want this particular breakthrough in my life, God. I want you to move in my heart or their heart or this circumstance or this situation. And if you've got, give me a wave if you've got something right now. This, I know what I've got. This is what I want to see. Well, why don't you make your way if you're going to get into the danger zone right now? Come on down the front.